The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the available lines ahead of the college basketball tournament on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Which coast? Traveling east to west... Aaron laughed. No, oh, he what did the it. House? No. <laughs> Mark Gunnels. At the house on it. Chiefs coast to coast. I'm always good there. You got to check in when you come here. <laughs> with who? With me. What you mean? With who? I got to check in with you. With me. The Georgia boy. Let me let me send this out on X real quick. <laughs> Say we're live. I bet folks been mad because we were moving the time around. It, it yeah. was my it was my fault this week. I, I, I'll claim <laughs> I'll claim the blame on this one. I'm in yeah. St. Louis right now. Scissor show tonight. You already know what time it is. <laughs> what, what what venue is she going to be at? She's at Enterprise Center. So uh, they were okay. at Blues blues uh and, and scissor tonight it, it's lit just got back from a a, a little brewery tour at, at budweiser here uh you know it feels weird because like kc and st louis like they're cousins but like they're cousins who like you know they, they keep each other at an arm's distance you know what I mean? yeah like, yeah what's the last time you were in st louis i was actually there this summer okay yeah, you you know that I was there for the the young alumni for Lincoln. Remember uh, yeah. that was in that was in St. Louis. Yeah, it was in St. Louis. Yeah, I, I figured it would have been at Lincoln, right? I mean, most the alumni are from St. Louis. So. Uh, yeah. Okay. I yeah. Got, yeah. Got my message out on X here. This is Chiefs Coast to Coast episode fifty nine here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. Mark Gunnels is out in L.A. Aaron Ladd is here in St. Louis, as we mentioned, going to a concert tonight. Uh, been enjoying the arch and all all St. Louis has to offer. Steven Serta is behind the board as we break down another Chiefs win here on Chiefs Coast to Coast. It was a little bit closer than maybe some had imagined, but Kansas City pulls one out against the Minnesota Vikings. We'll t- talk the good, bad, and the ugly from that game as Travis Kelsey kind of guts through an injury in that matchup. Justin Jefferson leaves early with an injury. We'll talk, of course, that one. Then we'll, we'll look into the grab bag, what, what's left on the cutting room floor from, from the Chiefs this week as we get ready on a short week for Thursday night football. Mark Gunnels, man, what happened in Vegas? I mean, you... <laughs> do you want to talk about it? We'll talk about it at the end of the show. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the Vegas segment right now. 
Mark Guttles is is hoping to rebound. <laughs> it's hoping to rebound this week. Those zero and three weeks just hurt, man. <laughs> Especially when you promised everybody that you were going to get back to five hundred. I was doing good, man. It's just ah, it's okay. We'll, we'll bounce back. NFL we'll bounce back. is so hard. Like I want to give you your flowers here for a little bit before before I before I do the opposite of that. <laughs> I want to give you your flowers a little bit. NFL is hard to gamble on, man. It's it's really no rhyme or reason. Like you can see patterns the whole year long. Things could be trending one way, and and yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But <laughs> anyway, before we get into this stuff, the fact that you're in St. Louis, I know you're blasting the sexy red, right? You're, you're blasting that <laughs> sexy red. <laughs> sexy red. <laughs> Is sexy red in St. Louis? A St. She's Louis? From, uh... She's from St. Louis. I didn't know that. I, you didn't know she's from the room. You know, I, I got onto her Instagram story recently and uh, was a little surprised by the content that I saw. That <laughs> she's from the Lou, bro. She be repping it hard. I was at uh, Mizzou LSU this past week, uh, last Saturday, and that, that warm-up song came on. Uh, both both teams, both Tigers, they heard that. <laughs> it was So maybe she'll make a guest appearance. So, like, SZA is from St. Louis as well. Yeah, and I've been kind of thinking that you know maybe since it's the hometown show, maybe she'll like you know bring out some uh, some special guests with her. You never know. You never know. You got to keep us informed. The special guests here on Chiefs Coast to Coast are always you at home, the listeners, the family, the fans, the fa- whatever we call y'all. We can't have this show without y'all. And there's a couple ways that y'all can chime in with us. Five one. Excuse me, 816-514-1267 is our voicemail line. We got a multiple voicemails this week, but only got room to squeeze in the best. So keep bringing those voicemails every week. Love hearing from y'all. We've been getting a lot more engagement, especially at halftime of the games. This week was no different. So we'll play a voicemail this week on the pod. There's another way to chime in with us. It's hashtag C2C, wherever you're tapped in with us, YouTube, X. Instagram, Facebook, we got a couple people already in the chat. Daniel Barry says, yo, Gary says, Chiefs fans are the best fans and the envy of the NFL. This is the golden age. Jeremiah says, Chiefs. All right, so if you're tapped in with us, let us know where you're watching from. Let us know if you're a, a, a sexy red fan or maybe what your favorite scissors song is as we get rolling <laughs> here on Chiefs Coast to Coast, episode 59. Let's hop right back into the recap. Mahomes avoids. He's a magician. Chiefs recap. Chiefs win. That's four in a row, Mark Gunnels, since dropping the opener to the Detroit Lions in the NFL kickoff game. In week five, it was a 27 to 20 win over the Minnesota Vikings. Patrick Mahomes goes 31 of 41, 281 passing yards with two touchdowns and a 109.9 quarterback rating. As far as the receiving is concerned, it's Travis Kelsey. All eyes on him after he kind of slips on the turf a little bit. The Chiefs are calling it a low ankle sprain, which I think is good news. On track to play this week on the short week against Denver, but his stat against or his stat line against the Vikings was 11 targets. 10 catches, 67 yards, and a touchdown. I want to start with something that we led off with when we previewed this game, Mark Gunnels. I told you they could not let Justin Jefferson beat them. And they did exactly that. 
I think Kansas City has a very, very serious case to say they have the best cornerback duo in the National Football League after holding the league's premier wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, to just three catches and 28 yards on six targets. Yes, I understand he left the game early, is on injured reserve now. But before that, there were still points in time where he was extremely ineffective. Mark Gunnels, when you look at what Trent McDuffie, Legereus Sneed, and the entirety of Steve Spagnuolo's unit was able to do against Justin Jefferson, what do you see and what do you say about their performance in week five? I mean, it's been a trend this whole entire season. If you look at it from week one, even though they lost that game, they they held St. Brown to his lowest yards per target rate of the season. And they've done that to every single wide receiver one they faced this year. Week two against Calvin Ridley, shut him down. Yeah. Week three, DJ Moore, shut him down. Garrett Wilson had his worst performance as far as yards per target rate. And then, obviously, Justin Jefferson this past week. So they're kind of getting that reputation. Of, remember when we always used to say about the Patriots and Belichick, he's always going to take away. Take away the thing you do best, best essentially. Do best. Yeah. I think we can kind of say that with this Chiefs team and Steve Spagnola now, you know, in this defense, this secondary, man. You got one of the arguably – maybe the best cornerback duo in the league with Legereus Sneed and Trent McDuffie. I mean, it seems like the national attention is really starting to get on McDuffie now. You hear people doing the broadcast. It really took long enough. He'd been yeah. PFF's number one yeah. corner all year long. It took So it took him locking down <laughs> Justin Jefferson for people to actually, like, give him the yeah, like man, You got you to gotta look up the best receiver I in see. football for <laughs> us to actually think you're legit or not. Like, it's crazy, right? But – you know, I'm I'm really happy to see him get his flowers in. I mean, once again, I think it all comes back to Brett Veach. Yeah. The way he's able to evaluate defensive backs. I mean, we always talk about Trent McDuffie, obviously, and Sneed, but even like Josh Williams, you know, the, the the Watsons of the world, you guys you got in later rounds that are still producing on a Super Bowl caliber team that just won last year, and all these guys were rookies. Now they're in year two with the ultimate confidence of having to go through that deep playoff run last year. So I, I think um, they have another level to reach to as far as the defense overall, because you got a guy named Charles Amina who who's coming back after. I saw his Broncos little hype. Up. I saw his little hype up video. Yeah, he, he's, he's been uh, he's been waiting. He's like a lion that's been in the cage, just ready to get unleashed, man. So he's coming back at a perfect time against the Chargers. Uh, next week so that'll be a good game for him to get acclimated so i'm excited for this defense and you got nick bolton coming back i know we're gonna get to injury report but he's gonna play uh, yeah. against the broncos this week not just mcduffie not just sneed obviously they deserve a lot of credit but this defense a defense that we said in the past has kind of had the history of starting slow they have not done that this year they hit the ground running one game without chris jones didn't necessarily matter he gets another sack in this game as well Let's hear from one of the captains on the defense, Justin Reed, talking about the job that they accomplished on a Sunday against Justin Jefferson and that Vikings offense. Um, I mean, it's a tight knit group, man. Um, we have a lot of trust in each other to go out and perform. Um, LJ, Trent, um, Mike, um, Cooks, I mean, all the guys, Jalen, Josh, that come in. Um, there's a very high level of confidence that we built through training camp right now. And it's the same thing I'm going to say, like, we believe in each other and we believe in the scheme and we go out there and we perform and execute. So um, it's been going well right now. We've got to keep doing that. Steve Spagnuolo preaches two things on defense. He told the media this last week, two C's, chemistry and confidence. No matter what happens throughout the game, he wants his defense to keep those two things throughout. 
and I thought they played extremely confident against Jefferson Jefferson and the chemistry that they've shown coming off a Super Bowl win, Mark. Uh, this is the strong point of this Chiefs team through five weeks. Yeah, and I think that's a good place to be at, considering still you still have the best quarterback in the league, probably the best play caller in the league, Andy Reid, and the best tight end in the league in Travis Kelsey. So if there was one unit I think – is going to be able to turn around and get things going, it would be the offense. So I would prefer it to be this way versus the opposite. Yeah. Like I said before, you got a guy named Charles who coming through after this game, and I think he's going to be a real impact guy. I mean, imagine the defensive front you can have with him, Chris Jones on the inside, yeah. Chris Karloftis on the outside, and FAU on the other side. I mean, that has high potential of, of being a very, very dangerous front when all four of those guys are rolling and they've all shown flashes, obviously uh, with FAU in there every now and then George Karloft is getting a lot of pressures. So if you're a Chiefs fan, you should be very, very excited about the trajectory of this team, considering how good the defense has looked early on. Like you mentioned, normally they start off really slow and they get yeah. things going on later in the season, but I still think they have another level to reach, which is also very, very exciting. James Johnson Jr. is tapped in with us on YouTube, says, let's go, fellas. The defense played nasty last week, just didn't like the unnecessary flags. And it feels like penalties have kind of been a theme throughout the year for Kansas City. This isn't something on our show sheet, but worth mentioning, 10 penalties for 86 yards in the win over the Vikings. Got to clean it up. I know you tweeted or <laughs> posted on X. <laughs> I'm That's sure you're idea. you're you're about to mention the Jawan Taylor. I know you posted on X that Jawan Taylor had. Oh yeah, yeah. Funny how you didn't mention that in our rundown. I should have added that in there. <laughs> funny you don't want to Yo. talk about it when it's not a problem, but you want to talk about it when it is. Okay, we, but it, it, I mean, like, but I, sure, Jawan Taylor not, didn't have a penalty, but like they still had ten penalties for eighty-six yards, Mark. But did we problem. not argue last week that? How long will this Jawan Taylor thing be a thing? And I said it would not be a thing that much longer. And it's already starting. So we we cannot ignore that because you were very adamant about thinking this is going to linger on throughout the season. Yeah. And the fact that he had no penalties in this game, I think, is a good sign for things to come. That I think whatever that weird thing was going on the first few weeks, I think it's past now. I said this to Juwan himself, and I'll say it again on this platform. A lot of the things that he was being flagged for are like subjective calls, like the false starts and the alignment things. Like one ref may see it one way and one ref may see it a completely different way. So while one week I see him as having a clean game, it really only takes and that's not his fault. Like I'm not like I'm not holding him account. Really, it's the gray area with the league. Like it, it sounds like. The fact that there is so much gray area, like it kind of leaves it up for interpretation. Whereas, you know, some refs see it some way, some see it the other. Obviously a positive. I want to give him his flowers. <laughs> and watch as I put my foot in my mouth, he's going to get penalized tomorrow <laughs> night against the Broncos multiple times for it. <laughs> the next thing on our list is the Kelsey injury. I don't know if there's a lot here. Obviously, we know how much he means to the offense. I thought when he went down there was a clear like they're not as talented and the defense is not as threatened by an offense led by noah gray rasheed rice sky Moore, 
and Isaiah Pacheco without Travis Kelsey. I talked with Justin Watson on Zoom after the game and just asked him, like, what does the offense gain from having to play through that? And then also, what does the offense gain from, like, seeing him come back, seeing him gut through that, get the touchdown, obviously. And, I mean, to call this guy a leader, Mark, I think might be an understatement, to be honest with you. Like, he is the heart and soul of what they do on offense. Like, I think it might be even – like, I don't even think it's hard pressed to say he might be more so of the heart and soul than, than Patrick Mahomes. Because, right, like, I wouldn't go that far. I would because go that far. what Kelsey does, and like Rasheed Rice has talked about in practice, saying, like, you know, Kelsey is such a mental lead, like the same thing that Frank Clark was to George Karloftis his rookie year. Travis Kelsey is to these young receivers just because they don't play the same position. Don't get it twisted as far as like Travis Kelsey being a, a big impact on that room. And the fact that he was able to come back, low ankle sprain, it did not look good. I saw multiple people saying and doing their their analysis, like major injury, whatever. A lot of doctors out there. A lot of a lot of ex doctors. The <laughs> fact that he the fact that he came back, gutted through it, got the touchdown, it reinjected life into Kansas City's offense, which we both agree is still trying to find its footing here through five weeks. Yeah, I mean, there's no denying the impact that Kelsey has on this team on and off the field just throughout the week as well. Like the preparation, you know, that's the things that we don't see behind the scenes, the film room, uh, the guys in practice, you know, giving the young guys little tidbits and nuggets here and there. Those are the things that the average fan isn't able to see like an Aaron Ladd when he's there with 41 with his camera. You know, he gets to see all that behind the scenes stuff that we don't get access to. So we have to rely on, on him, on him posting on X, you know, but uh, yeah, I, I do think definitely at halftime, there was a lot of nervous fans out there, man. It wasn't looking good. He was walking very gingerly to the locker room and, you know, a lot of ex-doctors out there were making their proclamations on what the injury was. And then he, he came back in. I was shocked to see him actually come back in the game. I, I thought even if he was fine, quote-unquote, I thought maybe they would have shut him down and, you know, just kind of play the safety game there. But he came back in, got a touchdown. He looked pretty good. And it's on a short week now, and it looks like he's going to play, which, um, you know, I'm, I'm always more on the era of, more precaution, especially yeah. in a short week, and you're playing the Broncos. I think you could still win that game without him, but you know you're not going to tell Travis Kelsey not to play a football game, so he'll he'll be out there most likely. But yeah, he's definitely. I mean, you're talking about one of the greatest tight ends of all time, so there's no underselling his impact on this team. But I, I would pump the brakes a little bit on saying that he's a little more important than Patrick Mahomes or whatever you were trying to allude there. Uh. Yeah, that could be up for debate. I, I think specific to his impact in the pass catcher room, and we talked about how important that unit has okay. been going yeah. into this year. And I mean, like, I think, I think when Pat tells you something, and when Trav tells you something, like, I, I think it resonates differently. Obviously, they're both extremely leader, like they're leaders, and they have roles and that kind of thing. But when I see Pat, I think management, and I've said this on this on this platform before. I don't think Trav, while he is kind of in that crust, I don't know if he's necessarily management to kind of this new group. And I think that when he, I just think his role is extremely important. Quite officially listed as questionable. We'll get into the injury report a little, a little bit later, but I think we're both on the same page about him suiting up 
and playing on short rest Thursday night <clears throat> against the Broncos at home. It wouldn't be Chiefs coast to coast if we didn't talk about the wide receiver room. Episode 59 here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. And I think we've talked about the wide receiver room on 49 of the episodes, if not if not all 59. Um, I want to grill you before we get some sound from QB1 because one of your worst takes to date, one of your worst takes to date, and we've called you out on this on 610 Sports Radio. I'm, I'm on the drive every Tuesday with Carrington Harrison if you want more Aaron Ladd in your life. We had uh, I wasn't on this Tuesday because I'm in St. Louis, but uh, last time we were on, we we grilled Mark Gunnels on his on his Sky Moore love, and it it's getting it's getting uglier for Sky Moore. Two targets, two catches, eleven yards in the win against Minnesota, and it's not just specific to Sky Moore because once again, Travis Kelsey paces all pass catchers in targets. And receptions by a wide margin. 11 targets, 10 catches. The closest to him was Kadarius Tony with six targets and five catches with just 26 yards. So, Mark, we're five weeks into the season. This is a unit that we've talked about so much that, like, my mouth is starting to bleed and I'm starting to get sick of it. But where, where are you at with with the wide receiver unit right now. So here's the thing. They they don't know where to put these guys in the right position. They're all over the place. That's fair. And I, yeah. I truly think Sky Moore is being misused. And it's not mm. to try to defend him or anything. I this, I'm just being objective because most of his snaps are on the outside. I was under the impression that he was going to be a slot guy. Yeah. This his size, time. his size kind of tells you that he's going to be a slot yeah. guy. But they've been using Rasheed Rice more in the slot and credit them. He's getting the targets and taking advantage of it, but it's easier to get targets when you're in the slot because you're closer to the quarterback. Like this is just common sense stuff. The progressions and the hard nose X's and O's here. You're close to the quarterback. It's easier to, to get you the ball when Scott Moore's on the outside. So I, it's tough, man, because Sky Moore, he knows the playbook more than Rasheed Rice. So that's why you put guys on the outside more because it's more complex, if you will. Do you think Mahomes trusts Rasheed Rice more five games into his career than he does Sky Moore? I think he trusts whoever's in that position in the slot more. I don't think it's necessarily a name thing because we saw last year when Sky Moore was exclusively in the slot. Remember that Chargers game you was out here in L.A. when they were down like all receivers? Yeah. And Sky Moore was operating mostly in the slot. Played he well. Has, he had Played six catches well. in that game. I think that might, might have been his best. That, that probably was the best game of his pro career. Oh, 100%. He yeah. had 63 yards on six catches in that game. I remember one play when he, he saw stub Derwin James, one of the best safeties in the league. So I think it's more of a position thing than actual – I trust this guy over this guy more. I think it's about the placement of where they're at on the field. And, you know, people aren't, aren't going to hear that because they're just going to see the production. But I do think it's more complex than just that. I think it's really a positioning thing. And, like, you're even seeing it, like, with Justin Ross, right? His snaps are being taken from MVS, essentially. And <laughs> I think Justin Ross has way more upside than him. But – it's kind of like a seniority thing, right? MVS has been here. He's a veteran. He knows the playbook more. So it's like a lot of overlapping guys in the wide receiver room where it's hard to really get set on just three or four guys that you feel comfortable in. 
because there's so many moving parts. And we didn't even mention Kadarius Tony, who was a guy that people were talking about should be wide receiver one over the summer. So I don't think he's healthy. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I saw his feet recently. They don't look good. There's there's professional athlete feet, and then there's like feet that aren't all the way there. Let me let me get on Sky more a little bit more because this is a guy that you said was, and I hate to hammer you this. I like hammering, <laughs> I like getting you on this, but I I don't want to seem like I'm picking on Sky more. But this is this is there's a legitimate question on whether or not Kansas City has developed a true wide receiver in the time that Andy Reid has been in Kansas City for Sky more. The numbers this year, nine catches, 123 yards, one touchdown. For his career, the two seasons or the season and a half, 31 catches, 373 yards, and one score. Those are all regular season numbers. Obviously, we know he scored in the Super Bowl on the corn dog play. Mark, that is unacceptable for a second-round pick. Yeah. But like I said, I really think he's being misused. I, I, I truly think it's a matter of misusage here. And I, I blame more the coaching staff for that. Like, there's no – everybody says he kind of reminds me of a Julian Edelman. He could be like a Julian Edelman type. Do you, uh, do you know where Julian Edelman played? In the slot. <laughs> he was not on the outside. Like, he was a 6'3", 6'4", receiver. It's going to just beat guys and get jump ball opportunities. Like, he was in the slot, a little quick twitch guy, yeah. third and five, middle of the field, move the chains. That's how I thought Sky Moore was going to be used, and he hasn't been used that way. So, it's easy to ride on him. I get it. But, I, I mean, I don't know. How, how much more do you expect from a guy that is out of position? Well, I guess I'll just like you can Venmo me for the gates or you want to just wait until the season goes final. Like, how do you want to how do you want to square up? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm milking this thing to week 18, baby. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not giving up on a bet in week five. Are you kidding me? Think through tactical is rocking with us on <laughs> YouTube says more Watson, Rice, Ross and Tony. Speaking of Rasheed Rice, he finds the end zone in the win over the Minnesota Vikings. And to me, this is my eyes. What do I know? Just a local sports reporter covering the world champions. I think he is Kansas City's best wide receiver as of this very moment, as of this recording. Quarterback one, Patrick Mahomes, was asked about Rasheed Rice and his development early in his career. This is what he had to say. Uh, he's doing a great job of just being in the right spot at the right time. I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, he plays hard. He plays fast. When he gets his opportunities, he makes the most out of them. Um, and so he'll just continue to learn. Uh, I mean, if you look at the, the touchdown that we had, I mean, the one before, I wanted him to go over the top, which we didn't teach that. So it was kind of one of those things, a veteran-type move. And he saw that. Um, he learned from that. And the next play, uh, we got a coverage that we weren't expecting to that play. And he was able to still win and be there at the right spot. So it's just learning um, on the go. Um, and that's what he had to do as a rookie in this league. And he's done a great job of it. When I think of Patrick Mahomes trusting a receiver, he said it right there. Right spot, right time. And I I kind of see what you're saying about like, you know, it's about who's in that position, not necessarily the name. But through five games, I know he's had drop issues, especially in the preseason. Rasheed Rice has been in the right spot at the right time, which is extremely 
important for a unit that is still trying to find their footing? Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about upside and physical attributes, I think he has the biggest potential maybe outside of Justin Ross on this team. Um, I, I like his jack ability. I like how he gets up the field. He doesn't have to dance around. He doesn't try to, you know, go backwards before he goes forward. The See guy goes, before. yeah, <laughs> shout out to D-Rob. Um, he goes straight ahead, man, and he's really, really physical. He's a physical wide receiver. I can see why you see some of the comparisons. I think this is still kind of uh, best Same. case scenario, but you know, people compare him to DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, maybe maybe a little. Uh, you haven't seen that one. Yeah, I, it's, I it's, think it's, he. It's I think he there. is there. He is there. Sammy Watkins now. He, he, he Sammy Watkins. Yeah, yeah like that, that's that's fair. I mean, D Hop is D Hop is an evolution of that, obviously. But like, yeah, but that's like so that's like, like the class A of that type of player. <laughs> the Pokemon is like an early stage. Yeah, middle yeah. <laughs> Sammy Watkins is like the B level of like at his highest peak, right? So yeah, I I can see that comparison. But yeah, I I like Rasheed Rice a lot, man. And like I said before. We always talk about rookie wide receivers and Andy Reid's system not producing, and he looks like he's breaking that curse right now, man. I mean, he could easily have four touchdowns. He has two. Remember the Bears game? He was at the one-yard line twice in that game, so he could easily have four touchdowns through five games right now. So he's definitely been a guy that Mahomes, outside of Kelsey, is looking towards, especially in the red zone area. Let's stick with the wide receiver room. The The market is kind of opening up for the free agents and trade acquisitions. We got a voicemail about the wide receiver room. What a surprise. You know, people want us to talk more, but people want us to talk more. You know, I think maybe one day here on Coast to Coast, we'll just do a full episode. <laughs> do a full episode on the wide receiver room. <laughs> but before we do that, let's hear from a, a voicemail we got this week. Hi. Well, the case, they, they need a new receiver, and uh, who can we trade for? Who's in the market for one? Let me know. Thanks. Short, sweet, to the point. I want y'all to start leaving your names, though. Like, if you're going to call in, <laughs> you want to talk to Mark Gunnels and Aaron Ladd, at least let us recognize you and say thank you for calling in. Like, whoever you are, thank you for that. We- <laughs> She's wide receiver room. Here. Anonymous caller. Anonymous caller chiming in on episode 59 wants to know what the trade market is like as far as a wide receiver is concerned. And actually, I got I got I got something for you. So Chase Claypool was a name we mentioned on this on this pod previously. He's a Miami Dolphin now. That was very quick. The rich get richer down in Miami. But it sounds like the New York Jets are are, are willing to make a move off a, a wide receiver they acquired over the offseason. McCole Hardman, who has struggled to see the field in New York, is reportedly available. Would you be interested in his services? Yes or no? And if not, maybe give us a couple other names that you're potentially looking at if the Chiefs should be looking to trade for a wide receiver. So here's the thing. Would I be interested in him? Sure. Not in a trade, though, he would have to be cut and released, and me just sign him. But the only thing you don't want to give up is, any, you don't want to give up anything to get him. No, I don't want to give up any assets. Yeah, I hear you. But here's the thing: where's who's going to get kicked out? You already have seven receivers dressing. You're going to dress. You're not going to dress eight. So who's we don't have seven because Richie James is on IR, right? Or oh, Montreux. you're right. You're right. You're I, right. I think oh. Montreal Washington, the returner may. 
they they have way too your point stands. But they sure, already have way too many. Regardless, who, who, yeah. who's 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 gonna be the odd man out as far as snaps if you bring McCall Harmon in the fold? Yeah. I, I don't I don't I don't know. Is it gonna be I mean if it's Justin Ross, fans are gonna lose their mind. <laughs> so I mean that's the only thing. I just don't know if there's room. It's a very crowded room right now. I just don't see it. Um and he's not like a bona fide top level receiver to where it's like okay it doesn't matter who else is in that room because he's just so good he you have to make room for him it's not one of those situations but i will say this and i'm glad we're talking about this because i do have an inside source i want to reveal right now scoops you you got some information for us i'm I'm not going to reveal any names though but i aggregate him please aggregate him i'm not going to reveal any names but it's a very (laughs) trusted source that's very 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 close i mean i can't emphasize how close they are to wait a McCall minute. Hartman. So and remember, folks, this Mark Gunnels was in spaces with, with McCole Harbor. You know, they there's a relationship. There's a relationship. <laughs> I can't emphasize how close they are to McCole Harbor. You can't get any closer, but he definitely he definitely wants to come back to Kansas City hundred percent. And he's hoping no to come back. shit, Sherlock. Excuse my <laughs> excuse my language. He can't get on the field with Zach Wilson throwing the football. Of course, he wants to come the, back to Kansas City. The source said, obviously, it's not up to, it's not in their control, but they're they're hoping and praying essentially that he comes back to Kansas City. The Chiefs are not trading for a wide receiver, Mark Gunnels, and I think we kind of touched on this lightly last episode, but I want to make myself absolutely crystal clear. They have everything they need in-house. And when you're talking about bringing in someone from outside, not only are you talking about there being an odd man out, but you then are basically slicing opportunities in half for the guys that are already here. Sky Moore, a guy that we're talking about, needs every chance he can get on the field. You're not taking any snaps away from him. Rasheed Rice is actively developing into your best wide receiver. Why would you stunt his growth? You had a chance to get Adam Thielen in the offseason. You had a chance to keep Juju Smith-Schuster. You had a chance to have McCole Harvin. You could have had McCole Harvin for a bag of balls, Mark Gunnels. The deal we signed in New York was nothing. I ain't going to lie to you, Aaron. I totally forgot about Richie James when you mentioned his name. I forgot he was a thing. (laughs) Like, I I don't, I don't, like, I hate being the guy that's like, they're four and one, they'll be fine, but... They're four and one, and they'll be fine. They've gotten average to below average play out of their wide receiver room through five games, and they lost one of those games, which legitimately they could have won. Had Kadarius Tony caught, Tony caught some of those balls, they they would be five and zero. Oh. And that was without Kelsey and Chris Jones. So we're, we're <laughs> we we kind of are nitpicking a little bit. I think Andy Reid was asked this specific question almost two weeks ago, and said no. we're good we're fine like y'all keep begging for justin ross to get opportunities bringing in another wideout is not going to help that no anything else on this before we move on i just want to say this real quick it's kind of on topic but a little off topic at the same time remember when the patriots used to be that team when they let somebody go it's like it's a sign you better not touch them right yeah because if they know they know something that we don't know is that happening with the chiefs now McCole Hartman can't play. Juju Smith-Schuster's knee about to blow out, allegedly. Jesus. Frank 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 Clark apparently wants out of Denver already. <laughs> I'm just saying. 
this last this, we're, we're in our grab bag right now. One more topic before we get to our Chiefs preview here on Coast to Coast. Mark Gunnels, Aaron Ladd, Steven Serta, episode 59 here on Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. I there's another call in this game that a lot of people like it was Legere Sneed play where it was, I think originally there was an expectation that there would be PI or something like that. Here's what I'll say. Yes, he should have been flagged for taking his helmet off, but that did not impact the change of possession. If anything, that would have moved KC back, I think half a distance to the goal. Mm -hmm. I, this is kind of part of being the villain, right? Like when you become that team that everybody loves to hate, or as Mark Gunnels called them, America's team, when you have Patrick Mahomes and your tight end is is dating Travis Kelsey and like fans are going to start. You said dating Travis Kelsey. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, just, I, just don't the, I don't want those Swifties to be on your head. You know what I'm saying? I got to protect you. You got your tight end dating Taylor Swift. Well, you, got, you, got your da- you got your tight end dating. Was she at the game? Was she was, she she was not Minnesota? in Minnesota. Nope. Well, she skipped, she skipped Minnesota? Why? She skipped Minnesota, man. This is a non-issue, man. The Chiefs are not favored. The Chiefs are not getting favorable calls. That she like he should have been flagged for taking his helmet off, but kind of similar to like we were talking about earlier, like refs have discretion to be able to say like the game needs a flag here, the game doesn't need a flag here. Like there's a human element to officiating. Like they're not robots. Like I, yeah, I, I, I don't. This I don't know if you remember this from last year, the game in Denver, because this video started resurfacing. Remember when Jerry Judy was going off on that referee against the Chiefs? And he took his helmet off and he literally bumped the referee. And there was nothing I called. That. There was nothing called. And nobody said anything about it. There was no uproar or anything. He literally had his helmet off and bumped the ref <laughs> against the Chiefs. And there was nothing called. I'm going to send you the video after the pod, bro. Crazy. Yeah. It, I mean, I, I think this is, this is nothing. This is. Are we going to do this every week now? The Jets game with Sauce, now the Vikings. Like, what's going to happen? Well, maybe this game won't be that close uh, Thursday night, so it won't even matter, but we'll see. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun, but it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. 
Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Let's hop right into the preview then. Stop it. Stop it. You can't do this. You can't escape. You can't make these plays. You can't make these throws. Come on, give us a sneak preview. Chiefs preview. Hold on. We just got we just got some breaking news. A couple minutes ago, Ian Rappaport just tweeted, Broncos running back Javante Williams is off the report and will play. But meanwhile, pass rusher Frank Clark is out with an illness. So we'll have to wait. I heard, heard that story weeks. before. We'll have to wait a few more weeks for the Frank Clark versus the Chiefs storyline to come full force. Chiefs and Broncos facing off on Thursday night football. You can watch that on Amazon or in Kansas City locally on KSHB 41, your home of the Chiefs. Kickoff at 7:15, the 4 and 1 Chiefs facing off against the 1 and 4 Broncos. I think one of the biggest storylines coming into this, and we kind of teased this in the offseason. If our if you're day one coast to coast fans, we kind of gave our bold predictions coming into the season, and we were previewing some of the divisional matchups and how we saw the Chiefs matching up against the AFC West. And my bold prediction coming into the season was that the Chiefs streak against the Broncos, which currently sits at 15 consecutive wins, would get snapped. Are you taking that back now? <laughs> I don't see it happening this Thursday. <laughs> it ain't happening. Okay, you're going to take it one game at a time. <laughs> the Broncos, man, it is. It's almost comically bad a little bit. Like, golly. Yeah. Like, I mean, how could it possibly have gotten maybe even worse, right? Did, I mean, did, considering expectations, because you got Sean Payton now. Yeah. You're, you know, okay, we got a real guy there at head coach. Grown sure. man. He's been Super Bowl champion. You know, second year, Russell Wilson in Denver, maybe he settles in a little bit. He actually hasn't played that bad. Russell Wilson actually playing pretty solid. But Let me look up these numbers. Yeah, he, he's actually not playing bad, bro. But their defense has regressed dramatically. I don't know where this even came from. This went from being a top five defense to a bottom five unit. In Russell Wilson's season. numbers, 67% completion percentage, 1,200 yards, 11 touchdowns, two interceptions. Yeah, to five playing, not, not, not bad numbers, yeah. Yeah, but their defense, I don't know what happened. I mean, giving up 70 points to Miami, gave up 30 multiple games. I, I, I don't know what it is. Now they're talking about uh, Sutton is on the trade block. Jerry Judy's open to being on the trade block. I even heard some rumors of Patrick Sertan the second could be available for the right price. I mean, Sheesh. It seems like every week the Chiefs play a team that is in disarray heading into the week. I mean, remember the the heading for the Jets game? No, we start Bears off with the Bears. Week, yeah. with the Bears. That was a hell week for the Bears. Then the Jets. You have the whole Zach Wilson. Is he should be the starter? What's going on there? Should they bring a veteran in? Then you got the Vikings. Talks about Cousins. Well, they, should they trade him? Should they start tanking? And then now you got the Broncos with all these guys who are apparently on the, the chopping block. I mean, my gosh, the, the schedule couldn't have been 
much sweeter for the Chiefs to start the earliest part of their schedule, to say the least. Let's look at the injury report. Remember, this is a different week. Thursday night football. The they don't really. I mean, there's really one real practice, and it's on Tuesday. Uh, but for the Kansas City Chiefs, Travis Kelsey, George Karloftis, and Tommy Townsend listed as questionable. Townsend pops up with a left knee injury. Was limited in practice on Wednesday after being like not even on the report Monday, Tuesday. Could be something to monitor. The good news for Kansas City is that Nick Bolton registers a full practice on Wednesday, first full practice over the last three weeks for Kansas City's middle linebacker. He's on track to return after being a game time decision last week for the defense. Sounds like Travis Kelsey's going to play. I doubt he is going to be standing on the sideline for this one. For for Denver, we already kind of touched on it, but we we'll just go back over it. Frank yeah. Clark is out. He has an illness, did not practice on Tuesday or Wednesday. Baron Browning and DJ Jones are also out for the Denver Broncos. What's the line on this one? Ten and a half. You think Casey covers? Well, uh, is, is that one of your picks? I don't want to. It's not. It's not. It's not. All right. What you but, think? But I, I do lean that way, but I'm not making that official play. Um. I mean, this Broncos team, man, it's a short week for both teams, but they're yeah. traveling to Kansas City. I mean, I will say this, though. that This is like Sean Payton's Super Bowl, right? This is like, okay. Why you say that? Because I feel like last week should have been a Super Bowl, considering all that smack talk that was talking yeah. between him and Nathaniel Hackett. And him calling, like, last week. Because Nathaniel Hackett was – he was happy as hell when that game. Yo. <laughs> To his defense, though, I mean, they were in position to win that game, but Russell Wilson fumbled the ball away on the last drive of the game. Why do you say this is a Super Bowl going up against the Chiefs? I mean, because if you watched him over the last couple of years with him on Fox, he's raved about how much he loves Mahomes. Like, he loves Patrick Mahomes. Like, so in the fact that now he's the coach in that same division, I think is pretty ironic. But, you know, I just think the fact that you're one and four right now, this team is not in a position they shouldn't be to tank. But if you lose this game, go one and five, your upcoming schedule is pretty tough. The only thing is, though, you're stuck with that Russell Wilson contract for a little bit. And, I mean, if you get, like, the top pick, you get a Caleb Williams, right? You can't sit him behind Russell Wilson. So you're going to have to eat that dead money. It's a sticky situation there, man. So I think this will decide what they do the rest of the season. If they come out here and somehow shock the world, you're two and yeah. four, you can kind of trick yourself into thinking, okay, maybe we can compete for a, a wild card spot. If you lose the game, go to one and five, then you may consider um, maybe <laughs> bombing the season and tanking. That's why I say it's their Super Bowl because I, I think it's an altering game for the decision-making in the front office for the season moving forward. Let's hear from Patrick Mahomes about Travis Kelsey and his ankle ahead of this primetime matchup on Thursday. It's it's tough, man. That's a, that's a legendary type game. I mean, to be able to battle through that. I mean, obviously, I didn't see the injury live, so I didn't know how bad it was. Um, but I'm um, looking back on it now and seeing how the ankle rolled and then being able to, to come back out there and play at a high level and score a touchdown that we needed to win the game. 
Um, it speaks to not only the, the talent that he has, but the toughness that he has and that the reason that he's been out there week in and week out because he, he'll battle through anything to go out there and play. It wasn't clear before it is now how much he really wants to be out there. Do mm-hmm. you have any other stories about how much that means to him to be out there? Yeah, no, I mean, it, I mean, even like this last, this last when he had the injury in the practice, I mean, he was trying to play that game. And I remember after the, the, we lost that first game of the season, just texting him and just asking him how he feels. And he didn't even tell me how he feels. He just said, there's no doubt I'm playing next week. So that was the end of it. And so he was playing. So that just speaks to the toughness and the mindset that he has. I think he plays. Yeah, I, I don't have any doubt that he's going to play. And I already saw, too, they were promoting – the interview he's going to have Thursday night before the game, I think with Taylor Rooks. Don't quote me. That sounds right. I believe so. So I just think seeing all of that, I, I'll be shocked if he doesn't play uh, Thursday night. Let's get to Vegas. Place your bets. Oh, there it is. There it is. Two touchdowns. Win by Elite Church. Let's go to Vegas with Mark. Ah, here we go. Here we go, buddy. <laughs> you, this doesn't do me any joy, man. I don't, I don't like seeing you. I don't like seeing you struggle. I'm on three, bro. I was so close to getting back to 500, and then I this week just, <laughs> just completely bombed me, man. But it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. I got to keep thinking. I'm making three plays every game, Aaron. There's so many games left. <laughs> There's so many games left, bro. Like, I'm, let's go. Let's get let's get into it. Mark Gunnels gives you three plays for every Chiefs game every week, and he did so last week. I hope you didn't play him. <laughs> I, hope you, I hope you didn't play him. He went over three last week. First play was anytime touchdown Justin Jefferson. He was limited by Trent McDuffie and Legereus Sneed to just 28 yards. So that was a miss. Travis Kelsey over receiving yards, 82 and a half. Another miss there. I believe he finished with 67 receiving yards and a yeah. touchdown on the day. That's 0 for 2. And then you took the over on total points at 52 and a half. And it was 47 combined points in the win for the Kansas City Chiefs in week five. So a tough week for Mark Gunnels down in Vegas. Oh, and three. All I right. believe that brings your season total to five and 10 on the year. <laughs> it's been tough. Look, the way I'll say it, look, Mark, there's only one way to go. The only, only way to go, only way to go is up, right? <laughs> only way to go is up. Mark Goddard, what you got for us this week? Let's get into it, man. I'm getting very creative this week. Okay. How about a Chiefs first quarter spread? Minus two and a half. I think they get off to a quick start. I think they score early on. I think the Broncos offense will kind of stagger a little bit. I like Nick Bolton being back to give him that energy to start the first quarter. Uh, I, I think the Chiefs should at least be up by three points at the end of the first quarter. I feel pretty comfortable there. Uh, second play, player prop. I'm going to a receiver. I'm going to your boy, Rasheed Rice. I think he's still being undervalued a little bit on his yards. I got it at 29 and a half. I'm taking the over there. Yeah, 29 and a half. He he's cleared that number the last in his last three games. That's easy money. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good play considering the chemistry him and Mahomes are developing each each week. Yeah. And he's really good getting yards after catch. So while he's under 30 yards receiving, I'm probably gonna take him every single week. 
And then my last play, I'm going to the Broncos side. Second over on Jerry Judy's catches. It's at four and a half. He he's had five, at least five catches in the last two or three games. Last week he had five catches. I think they're gonna really showcase him even more this week with all the trade rumors going on. I think they try to uh, increase that value a little bit from a former first-round pick. So I could see him getting force-fed there a little bit. I think he can at least get five catches Thursday night in Kansas City. So those are my three plays. Chiefs first quarter, minus two and a half. Rasheed Rice over on receiving yards at 29 and a half. And the over on Jerry Judy catches at four and a half. If I had to put my stamp on one of these, I like Rasheed Rice, man. I can't talk him up enough. 29 and a half seems kind of low. He's one of Mahomes' favorite targets early in the season in 2023. Mark, you need a 3-0 and week in the in the worst way, man. Oh, another, man. Another 0-3 week, and, and we might have to can this segment. Let <laughs> 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 the house fire. Oh, <laughs> Let me scroll through the chat. <laughs> Let me scroll through the chat real quick before I get out of here and enjoy the rest of St. Louis has to offer. Will Andy Reid ever call another quarterback sneak? That's from Jeremiah on YouTube. Yes, in the most unexpected way in a playoff game. I think it comes back again. I think, and Mahomes has been honest that he's been like really asking for it. Like he he thinks that like, you know, they've done all the weird stuff by now. Like it's time to just get back to it. I don't, I you know what would be weird though? You think they would ever do like the the push, the, the the tush push? Because a lot of teams are trying that now. Like I feel like every team has their own version of that now. Maybe I mean because you got the Kelsey brother that's yeah. orchestrating it in Philadelphia. He told him the secret. <laughs> yeah, Jason told him how to get it done. Yeah. <laughs> um, KL three six eight is pushing back on your sky. More love says sky is running half of his snaps out the slot already. <laughs> All right, man. Show me the analytics. All right, KL. <laughs> My analytics do not say that. You got a favorite scissor song? Man, she has. I love. I just love that 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 control. What's the control album? Yeah, control yeah, album. I, that whole album was fired at me. Like that was classic. I can't really pick. Like, I mean, obviously the broken clock song is like classic. You know. I didn't know you were R and B guy. I, I figured yeah, you were I, just like you know Rod yeah, Wave on, or. I guess I mean Rod Wave is like R and B too though. Yeah. Kinda. <laughs> but no, I guess I got soul, man. <laughs> hey, man. Short week. We still gave you a, a Chiefs coast to coast. They'll play Thursday at home against the do Denver we even, Broncos. Do we even recap this game? Because it's gonna be so far away. It like, is gonna Wednesday. be a long time. Maybe we'll recap it. Maybe we won't. <laughs> Two straight division games in a row. Chiefs will play the Chargers in week seven. We'll talk about the Broncos shortly. We'll talk about that game. Hopefully, Mark Dunnels will be in a better place when we head down to Vegas next time here on the platform. It'll be episode. I'm losing my house pretty soon, man. Even I lose losers like this. <laughs> It'll be episode 60 when we see y'all again. Steven Serta behind the board. Mark Gunnels, Aaron Ladd, Coast to Coast Boys. We out. See you next week. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.